0: Welcome to The Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here, I've brought together my juiciest mindset bites and tips from the last 10 plus years in psychology, business, and leadership development to help you unlock your unique gifts, activate your highest potential, find your purpose, and kickstart that passion-led business. Here, I hope to inspire belief in what's possible for you, because it all is so ridiculously possible. I hope that this podcast sparks something new for you, a new idea, a new belief, or perhaps a light bulb moment that changes the trajectory of your life forever my name is Emma Campbell I'm a purpose and performance coach to tattoo wine lover surfing tryhard stubbornly optimistic child at heart and also the creator of my signature 4p spark framework designed to unlock your spark I'm here to give you permission to be the person you were before the world told you who you should be to own your true self and set the vision for your life and soak up all of that awesomeness that this beautiful world has to offer because that's what we're all here for, right? Big love. See you in the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Sparked podcast and... I thought I'd give you a, a quick little update before I jump into this this fortnight or this week's episode. <laughs> I can't remember how many I've been doing, so I won't try and claim that it is definitely a weekly podcast. <laughs> Today is a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day in lovely little Perth. It is just the most beautiful blue skies, summer sun. Well, actually, it's not summer yet, but it feels like summer and all my summer happiness is definitely turning on already. And I have just finished up four days of solo parenting with two glorious little children, (laughs) while my beautiful hubby was lucky enough to get to go to the Abrolhos Islands and scuba diving. And I was so, so happy that he was doing this trip, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart. However, (laughs) the only tricky part in that equation was the fact that I was left for four days to look after two little kitties and to manage the challenges that occur when you need to look after two children's needs over the course of a weekend or over the course of 4 days when one is 3 year old when one is 3 years old and going through his 3-nager period of all of the the cuteness in the world but all of the emotional expression and attitude and all all of the confidence as well that he's ready to take on the world and also a beautiful little hazelnut who is coming into her own. She is an assertive, sassy little individual who will tell you what's what already. Um, She's almost one now. And those two are just gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And I am just so in love with them, but bloody hell, they keep me on my toes. (laughs) So we had an amazing weekend, but I was saying to a few people at an organizational client's office today that I needed some mama time for me. So as soon as my hubby got got back last night, I got to have a beautiful meditation. I went to bed really early after a few tricky nights. And this afternoon I have turned the work, the work stuff off. And I'm just going to go and self-nourish. I don't know exactly what that's going to be just yet. It might be eyebrows. It might be nails. It might be a massage. It might just be being on my own. Because if you're anything like me, my favorite thing in the world is just my own space. Like I'm definitely one of those people, like I'm, 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 I guess what you would call an ambivert. So an ambivert is like literally 50% extrovert, 50% introvert. Um, Like I love being around people and like I love nothing more than getting in a juicy, like deep connected D&M with someone and like talking about real like meaningful topics. Um, But at the same time, I need to recharge by being on my own and being in my own energy. And like one of the most pleasurable things in the whole wide world for me is literally just laying on my bed and having a meditation or just being in my car on my own, listening to an audiobook and just being in my own thoughts like or being down the beach and just being with my dog who I don't have to talk to. He'll just let me be in my own space. <laughs> so this afternoon is going to be a um, fill up Emma's cup afternoon, which I just want to throw it out there. I'm really proud of myself for doing because I I think this is quite a common thing out there. Perhaps you might resonate yourself. I can find it really hard to stop doing and to put pause on my work because I love my work so much and I love serving and I love giving and I love contributing. And I just just get so excited by all the things that I can create in, in my work, in my workspace. However, there is a point that one needs to refresh, right? That one needs to, to re-energize and that I can find it really hard to, to step away from the computer or step away from the phone or whatever, and just to take time for me. But knowing that when I do do that, that when I do put my own needs first and fill up my own cup, fill up my own tank, go and do that meditation or whatever it might be, that that's when I get to actually show up in the best possible way for my clients. Like that's when I can bring the the best mindset to work that's when i can bring the best perspective to work and that's when i can actually make a difference in my clients' lives whereas if i show up burnt out and exhausted and you know in just like real i don't know like default mode that that's like nothing changes right so it's actually the most selfless thing that i can possibly do for my clients, for my family, for my husband, for my friends, for everyone, for me to prioritize my own needs. And I just want to throw that out there because I've been having a few conversations about this lately and, you know, noticing it in a lot of people, um, I guess, that that surround me in both my personal life as well as my professional life, um, and that is how difficult that we can often find as givers and as supporters, as carers, as advisors, as anyone that's in the kind of like the service industry or the service profession profession where you're, you know, you're looking after others or you're trying to get the best out of others. Often you can be really, really, really good at looking after other people's needs, like really good. at at seeing when someone else needs some help or when someone else needs to have a rest or you can be really good at identifying what someone else needs to work on, (laughs) but not so good at identifying that need for yourself. And that's why I just wanted to throw this little, this little life update in there, because if you're anything like me, I reckon that you could benefit by asking yourself that question. Like, how am I today? How am I feeling today? If I could rate my energy levels on a scale of one to 10, where is my energy at? How is my state today? Am I feeling like just a bit frizzled and fried? Am I feeling meh, like not too bad? Or am I just like buzzing and light and full of life? And if you're anything less than a seven or an eight, and it's really asking yourself like, what do I need? What do I need right now to help me move up the scale from a seven to an eight or an eight to a nine or a nine to a 10? what do I need right now to get back to a place of feeling good? Knowing that when you feel good, when you feel at your best, you actually show up and give your best to all those people around you in so much more of an impactful way, right? That's when you truly get to make a difference. And that's when you truly get to enjoy life (laughs) and you deserve to enjoy life. So you deserve to put your needs first. So anyway, that was a little tangent. I I feel like someone out there probably needed that today. Um, So if that was you, I really hope you enjoyed that. And today I've got a different one for you. I wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety. Uh, cause if you know me well enough by now, you'll know that anxiety has been part of my story in the past. Um, my story around it has changed. And I wanted to share a bit about the evolution of where that story was and where it is now. So my old story used to be, I hate anxiety. It's the worst thing in the world, I can't believe it happened to me. I used to feel such deep, deep shame about anxiety and I used to hate that it was a part of me. I used to really, really reject it and really wanna pretend that this just wasn't a part of me. I used to hide it from everyone in my life and I used to feel deep shame around The fact that I experienced sensations of anxiety. And where I am right now, and I just want to preface this by saying that this has been a really long journey. So if you feel at all triggered by what I'm about to say, then just know that I so hear you and I see you because I feel like If someone like me had said this, when I was where you might be at, I reckon I would have felt a bit triggered. So I'm just prefacing that. So please take this with a grain of salt and know that it's been a really long journey for me to get to this place. But that the only reason that I'm sharing this right now is because I want to inspire possibility that it's possible for you to get to this place too and that it all has to start with belief, right? It all has to start with belief that it's possible. So my old story used to be that anxiety is the worst thing that's ever happened to me and I hate it so much. My new story is that anxiety is actually one of the best things that happened to me. And I wanna share with you why that is because Ultimately, I would love for this podcast to be a story about how you can turn one of the worst things that ever happened to you into one of the best things that ever happened to you because of how you grew through it, of who you got to be and what opportunities that created for you and the world and the life that you now get to to live in. So perhaps anxiety is not your story. It might not be one of the worst things that has ever happened to you, but if you're you're a human being in this world, (laughs) if you are a human experiencing life, then you have definitely had hard things happen to you. And I wanna ask you the question, what is one of the hardest, most challenging experiences that has ever happened to you? What is one of the most painful, Parts of your life, perhaps one of the areas of your life that you have wanted to sweep under the carpet and to hide from other people. What is one of those things in your life that when you think of it, you feel like that's not okay for me to share that with others? that that's not okay that I feel that, or that's not okay that I think that, or that it's not okay for me to be like that. What's one of those things that you wanna sweep under the carpet about yourself or your life? Because this, whatever this thing is for you, everyone's got one because we're all human beings going through this beautiful life journey. This is a source of shame for you. And if there is one emotion in life that is the most damaging out of all emotions, it is the emotion of shame. Shame at the heart of it is hating something that we believe is part of us. It's feeling shame about something that is us. So it's trying to reject a part of us that is us. And when we try to reject a part of us that is us, we're we're hating a part of ourselves. And this is one of the most damaging things that you can do for your psyche and your sense of self and confidence. And it's often like a pretty big um, contributor to stress and anxiety and depression and a whole heap of other stuff so first of all creating awareness around what that source of pain or shame can be for you is the first step in the journey to transforming it from being one of the worst things that ever happens to you to one of the best things that ever happens to you so i want to start at the start with my story with anxiety and to share where my belief system originated and if you're anything like me you might share a very similar belief system because this was a belief system that was really really common to our parents generation and society growing up and that was this belief that your genes are your genes and that you're stuck with your genes and that depression and anxiety is a result of a chemical imbalance in your brain. And that if you have a chemical imbalance in your brain, that's because of your genes and you can't change your genes. So what I have recently, or maybe not recently, but over the last few years come to learn is that that is completely false that that story about the brain having this thing such as a chemical imbalance is not true and that there's no research, there's no scientific research to back that there is such a thing as someone having an inbuilt chemical imbalance into the genes within their brain. There's lots and lots of texts and lots of books and lots of papers that can support this. What the research does show is that certain genes have certain potentialities for chemical imbalance or for, I won't say the word chemical imbalance, cause that's not really a thing, but certain genes have the potentiality to lead to mental illness if expressed, but not all genes have to be expressed. And that whether genes are expressed or not, which is to do with like the science of epigenetics and gene expression, whether genes are expressed or not is dependent on your environment. And your environment is something that's within your control, right? So if your story is that we have a, I have a chemical imbalance in my brain and I can't change that, that's a story which doesn't really open up any opportunities for change or growth, right? It's kind of a pretty stuck story. It's like a victim story, right? Like this is me, this is who I am and I can't change. I am stuck like this forever. And there's nothing right or wrong, but certain stories have certain outcomes, right? And that story would lead to an outcome of not changing. Whereas a new story, which is founded in science and what the research shows is that while you can have, you can't change your genes, that's true up to a point, but I won't go into that. You can't change the heart of most of your genes, but you can impact how those genes are expressed. So whether that gene for depression or for anxiety is actually uh, realized and and made manifest, like whether that is actually shown up and turned into like real life. So whether that, that gene for anxiety is actually expressed as anxiety, whether it turns into anxiety, I hope that makes sense. So you can go from a place of being stuck in a story of this is my life, this is how I am and I can't change to, oh, actually I can can change my environment, right? I I have control over my environment. I can't control my genes, but I can control my environment. So perhaps there is opportunity for learning and growth and change here. And so when I say environment, what does environment mean? So environment is anything outside of you. So it's like your health regime, right? It's like how much exercise you do. It's the food that you eat. It's the thoughts that you think. It's the, the environment that you live in. It's whether you're surrounded by nature. It's whether you go to the beach, whether you work out, whether you meditate, it's like all the things that are outside of you that you have control over. So those are the the sort of things that can impact whether certain genes are expressed or not. And that's a cool cool belief to know, right? Is that we do actually have a certain element of control over our genetic destiny. What an empowering thought, right? so this is where it all started for me is well actually i want to i want to share where where that story then led to for me so my old story being i've got a chemical imbalance in my brain i can't change i can't change my feelings of anxiety resulted in some pretty epic feelings of anxiety uh, this was probably like at its worst point, maybe five-ish years ago, when I was in my corporate nine nine to five. I was in a really misaligned environment. Things weren't right for me. It was like just a real masculine uh, environment, like full of productivity and efficiency and KPIs and. Um, not really feeling like I was contributing towards something meaningful. And that's like a really big need and a big drive for me is feeling like I'm making a positive impact and that I'm helping people and that I wasn't really feeling like I was able to do that in that job. And I was experiencing some pretty epic anxiety, like, which I think at its worst, probably got to a point where I couldn't even pick up a water jug in a meeting once because my hand was shaking so much. And I was just in such deep shame and hate about myself at that point because my story that I was telling myself at that point was that I can't I can't share with people how I'm feeling the fact that I'm feeling scared and anxious because this would be admitting that I'm weak. So to me, my old story was anxiety is weakness and it must be hidden. And so I would hide this part of me from everyone around me. And so what happened here is from this deep place of pain and, and just really hating on myself, <laughs> one positive thing sparked out of it. I did not want to stay in that place. And so I went on a journey of looking out and just asking, like, what the hell can I do from here? Because I don't want to live in anxiety my whole life. Like, this is not the life that I want to live. And this is not where I want to be forever. Like, I know that I'm meant for more than this and that life is not supposed to be like this, right? Like, life is supposed to be, fun and enjoyable and something is just not right here. So my first step that I took was reaching out to a psychologist or a therapist and exploring what it, what it was like, what is anxiety? Why am I getting it? Where is it coming from? How can I manage it and how can I understand it? And so that was my first step. And as a result of that, I got to learn so much about myself and my mind and behavior and psychology and childhood and how childhood can shape who you are and how you show up. And that process was so interesting, so interesting getting to dive into who I really was and like the difference between like who I was or who I am at my core and then who I guess the external version of me is that has been more so like, I guess, conditioned by society because we've got two two different parts to us, right? We've got like our ego self and then we've got our true self. And our ego self is the one that has been conditioned and shaped and molded by society's expectations of us. And then we've got our true self, which is like the heart and the core of who we really are on the inside and so that was a beautiful a beautiful process of going through that and then my next step from there was you know just knowing that ang- i didn't want anxiety to be part of my future forever so i started devouring a whole heap of self-development books all about the topic so everything to do with meditation like focus how um how to stay calm Um, The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown, like 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Um, Gosh, so many different ones, which I have now I can't remember off the top of my head, but so many topics all about the mind, behavior, psychology, science, oh, just went deep into the topic. And as a result of this, I was able to learn like what actually motivates us at our core and what makes us happy and how the brain works, like how we can actually um, like manage our brain and be able to stay calm under pressure. And so that in itself was an epic learning for me as well. And as a result of this, so after like three or four years of um, devouring so many self-development books and um, podcasts and audiobooks and all the things, I felt the call to actually share that knowledge and share all those things that I had learned through coaching. So I went from this place of you know really hating the anxious part of me to recognizing that actually it was the anxiety that prompted me to figure out what was going on. Like what was causing what was causing that anxiety? and help me develop a like a deep inner connection with myself which then resulted in me being able to share that learning with others and me now being in a in a coaching coaching profession doing my purpose work in the world where every day i get to help like gosh the amount of people that i've worked with over the last few years would be hundreds of people to actually change their lives, to find their purpose in life, to find their path, like their true aligned path, and to make, you know, make the most of their life experience and to really figure out what they want out of life. And I and I'm, you know, getting getting to basically just do work that fills me with so much joy and pleasure every single day working with people that I just absolutely adore and love and making five figure months consistently out of that process and so this that's how I got from a story from a story of hating anxiety and it being the worst thing that had ever happened to me to actually it being the best thing that ever happened to me because it was the spark that got me to where I am right now, living in my absolute dream life. Like I have to, I have to, Like I feel like a bit of a wank when I say that, but I feel like I really need to own that as well, right? Because why should one be ashamed of saying that? Like I truly am so grateful and appreciative of the life that I get to live and the work that I get to do. I feel super, super grateful and appreciative of that. And that was all because of these feelings of anxiety that were prompted within me, that was sparked within me, that was sending me a message to say, hey, talk to me, talk to me, listen to me. I've got some messages that I need to share with you. You need to do some inner work because with the life that you're living right now is not the life that you're supposed to be living right now. So those feelings of anxiety ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. So my new story is that I can actually learn and grow in any way that I choose and that I am never stuck and that it all starts with belief. It all starts with one single belief that the change that you want is indeed possible, that the change that you want is indeed possible. So that's what I want this podcast to be for you is a realization that that belief and that that new reality and that change that you seek is possible. It all starts with a single belief and then one tiny little baby step. One tiny little baby step. So my baby step for me was, re- was reaching out to a therapist. But for you, it might be something different. I mean, may- maybe your first baby step is reaching out to a therapist. Maybe it's reaching out to a coach. Maybe it's reaching out to a friend. Maybe it's downloading your first self-development podcast or your first audiobook, Maybe it's joining my Find Your Spark program. <laughs> Did you like that little plug? <laughs> because the Find Your Spark program, or even the Purpose Party, because the Purpose Party is gonna be a freebie, like a free little taste, a taster of what you can expect in the Find Your Spark program. So why don't I talk about the Purpose Party? So the Purpose Party is for anyone who feels like there is more to life. So anyone who's like kind of in that place where they maybe they're feeling a little, you're feeling a little bit stuck. It's for anyone who's dreamed of doing something bigger and making a difference and doing good. Like perhaps if you've ever dreamed of being a coach or you've dreamed of being a counselor or you just wanna make a bigger impact in your current role and you know that there's an opportunity for you to step up in some way but you're just not sure exactly how or what in or in what way and how you can start. Or maybe there's just like a little bit of confidence that might be getting in the way to you being able to step up and show up in the way that you want. So anyone that's feeling like there's just more to their life and work in some way or form. And the purpose party is going to be a place where We are gonna literally have a party. We're gonna have a glass of wine. I'm gonna have my favorite party shirt on and we're going to design your dream life. So we're gonna get really clear on where you are right now and then where you want to be. So we can truly set the vision for your dream life. We'll get clear on who you then need to be, like who that next level identity is that you need to step into in order to make that life a reality and where you need to focus your gifts because we've all got unique gifts and when we play to those strengths and when we play with those natural gifts of ours, then that's when we have the opportunity to really make magic. So that's what the purpose party is all going to be about. It's like a real taster of what you can expect in the find your spark program so that then you can get a feel for whether the find your spark program is going to be your thing. And essentially it's going to be part of the pre-work for the find your spark program anyway. So you'll have a step ahead if you do decide to go forward with that. And I'm going to drop the the link to join the Purpose Party in the links below. And I hope you bring your favorite party shirt. Uh, no, like pants, whether you want to wear pants or not, that's completely optional. I hope you bring your favorite glass of wine. Uh, I think there is one morning session. So there's, it's a three-day, a three-day bender, <laughs> three-day party bender. And one of the days is in the morning. So perhaps that might be like, champagne and orange juice morning or perhaps that's an a coffee morning (laughs) but essentially click the link in the show notes below to in order to accept your invitation to join that party and if there's someone that you would like to bring along as your plus one who you feel like might quite enjoy like getting to have an exercise of exercise of getting getting to actually define and design their dream life and step into their higher self and, and really start to identify like who that next level identity is for themselves, then please send them the link because we can add them as your plus one to the party. That's it from me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I got, got a bit deep and a bit Oh, Lordy, like into the trenches there. But I feel like that is just kind of my jam. I like to go deep and then also keep it light. So I hope that it didn't go too deep and that we brought it out the other side with a nice little bit of clarity and fun. And I just want to leave you with a hilarious quote that I that I thought really fit for this episode. And... Um, that's one that my father-in-law who used to be a dairy farmer and we'll we'll call him we'll say he still is a dairy farmer one of his favorite sayings in the world that he will repeat to me most most days because he believes that's what we've done with our house is that m he'll say m this house this house has got good walls m and you know what you know what you need to do you need to turn your worst paddock into your best paddock and that's exactly what you guys have done with this house <laughs> because uh, just backstory there this house used to be, oh my god, an absolute shamble just, yeah, look, we won't go there but it wasn't the most amazing house and we have turned it into our best paddock as Kaki would say and I, I would like to leave you with that quote because let it be your homework that... Whatever you feel like your worst paddock is right now, whatever your worst thing is in your life right now, just know that anything can be changed. Anything can be transformed and that you are never stuck where you are. You can always turn your worst paddock into your best paddock. And that it all starts with a belief that it is possible. And I hope that this podcast leaves you with that belief belief that it is possible it is always so possible once you've got that belief then you can take that one little baby step whatever that baby step is maybe that baby step is signing up to the purpose party and if that is what you do then i can't wait to see you there i'll be having a glass of ssb i believe and um, i'll be cheersing you big time okay big love